Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello, and welcome to episode 234 of Public Interest Podcast with your host, Jordan Cooper, where we interview politicians, activists, advocates, and others who seek to improve the state of the world. We're here today with Andreas Buhl, a Thuringian state parliamentarian with the Christian Democratic Union in central Germany. He's a member of the Landtag state parliament in Erfurt, that's their capital city in Thuringia. He's currently also a city councilman in Illimanau, uh, that's the city where he's from, and a chairman of the CDU in Illimanau. He's also a public relations professional and is a speaker on tourism and youth politics in the Landtag. Andreas, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Yeah, great, great. Thank you for the opportunity. Great. So the first thing I'd like to ask you is what are you currently doing or what have you ever done to advance the public interest and why? Oh, um, I'm responsible for for youth politics and tourism politics and um, I'm directly elected in my um, district in Ilmenau, so I want to, to bring things forward in my district and uh, bring all the issues of my district uh, into our um, parliament here in Erfurt. So what are some of the issues in your district? We have uh, some some district uh, some issues with our um, university in, Ter- in Ilmenau. It's um, one uh, of the best technical universities in uh, in Germany, in mm-hmm. whole Germany. And uh, university politics are politics of the state on the state level. So mm. I want to bring um, our university forward. Yeah. This is one of our big goals, and um, the second goal is. Uh, to, to bring um, the communities uh, in my district forward, uh, the, the, the cities, and um, we have uh, some reformo- reformation process going on with um, our city and uh, district um, yeah, structure. So would you say that, since you are a prestigious technical university in uh, Illuminau, is would you say many of the students are from Illuminau, or are you drawing students from across Germany? We have uh, students from across the world, actually, huh. because we have uh, 6,500 students at the moment, and we have, I think, 1,000 or 1,500 students uh, from outside of Germany, mm-hmm. most of them from, uh, from uh, Russia and China and Europe. Are but they paying tuition to attend? Um, they have some fees um, um, that they have to pay. They have, yeah, they have to pay fees, but they have uh, some um, voluntary programs. Uh, yeah, they go on. So you're saying that predominantly the University of Illuminau is funded by the Landtag? Yeah, by the state of Thuringia. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. And so you're appropriating funds. So what sort of changes need to happen? Uh, what sort of, I guess, p- bills are you introducing in the Landtag in order to help? Yeah, we have, uh, in the last year, we have a big bill um, for the financing of the of the universities in whole Thuringia mm-hmm. for the next five years. So we make a bill how to how to finance them on a, on a longer term, yeah, to give them some security in their, um, uh, in their uh, yeah. So you created a five-year budget yeah. that previously had been less than that? Yeah, yeah, they have um, some shorter budgets in the in the past, um, but in the last years we have always five-year budgets. Mm-hmm. So okay, and so you're representing. So it seems like higher education is incredibly important to your constituents. Mm-hmm. Do you have any stories? I mean, you're uh, among one of the younger 
parliamentarians in the Antarctic, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So is that does that perspective having been closer to university does that I guess does that lead to you playing more of a leadership role on the funding of higher education? Is that how the speaker puts you on this issue, or how is it that you were able to define your subject area expertise in the land talk? Yeah, my age is uh, one of the things I think that I'm uh, responsible for youth politics, mm-hmm. but so I'm nearer to the generation, uh, to the young generation, mm-hmm. with all the issues of the young generation. Um, so this is one of the of the points I think, and we have and the point that we have this university in in, in Thuringia in, in Ilmenau, uh, with a lot of young people living in Ilmenau too. Did you go there yourself? Uh, no, I was on another university in Thuringia, uh, um, administrative university. Sure. So I'm not a technical guy. Yeah. <laughs> so how is it that you were able to get involved in politics? I guess what's your story? How did you eventually? How did you move from university to getting involved? In politics? I start my 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 uh, my career in politics in the Union, the youth uh, organization of uh, the CDU. Mm-hmm. In 2005, I want to um, support Angela Merkel in uh, her first campaign mm-hmm. um, uh, on a volunteer base. Mm-hmm. And this oh, is while you were a university student. Yeah. Yeah, and I were uh, on my university on the RCDS, the, uh, the student organization mm-hmm. uh, uh, of the CDU, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was the head of the of the group of the university group of the RCDS. And after this time, um, in 2009, I start uh, I, I run for the uh, city council in Ilmenau, mm-hmm. and since 2009, I'm a member of the city council. And over this way, I I goes to to the full-time job of... Um, sure. Now, you're both a city council member and a state parliamentarian. Yeah. How do you balance those two jobs? Is that The state parliament is, in theory, full-time, correct? Yeah. The, 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 the state parliament is a full-time job, and the uh, city council is only a part-time job. We have, uh, I think, 10 meetings uh, a month mm-hmm. for, the, for the city council um, in the evenings, so mm-hmm. it's okay. You're able to do your legislative work during the day yep. in uh, Erfurt, and then mm-hmm. you go back to Illuminau for evening meetings with yep. the city council. Yeah, it's quite good to have this because uh, they they bo- both jobs influence uh, each other. Uh-huh. So we have city council issues; they are uh, already touch uh, issues on the on the uh, state level. Sure. Mm. Now, did you have to wait for a vacancy in the city council to run, or you did? Did you defeat an incumbent? No, we don't have vacancy. You didn't have it, so you defeated an incumbent. Because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, if you know, having gotten involved as a young politician, a lot of times it's difficult to defeat an incumbent. It seems like you were able to do so successfully, and therefore a lot of youth who are interested in getting involved in politics may actually have to spend a great deal of years waiting for a vacancy to occur. And I was wondering, since you're actually currently occupying two elected offices, you know that's denying potentially an opportunity to someone else who'd like to be involved in elected office for being in office. Have you ever thought about that um, in terms of kind of bringing more people into Mm. electoral politics? So we have, um, in our city council, we have uh, 30 members of city council. So uh, I already try to to get uh, younger people into these offices uh, of the city council. Mm. Uh, But it's not so easy because you need uh, some... um, popularity in mm-hmm. the city and for younger people I think it was even for me it was very hard to get uh, the votes 
to come into the city council because you have to be popular, you have to be known in the city. How did you become popular in um, Yeah, I have a big campaign. We go from door to door and knocking all the doors and uh, I present me on the door and say, hey, I'm, I want to go in the city council, I want to represent you, I want to, to represent uh, your area of the city mm -hmm. and I, represent, I want to represent younger people and your interests. Yeah. And this was my way. It was uh, yeah, a lot of work. Did you only go door to door of CDU member households, or did you go door to door in everyone's house? Uh, especially um, the CDU, uh, the CDU households. But it's much more complicated than in the US to identify the the CDU voters, yeah. because um, yeah, and because of the data security mm -hmm. laws in Germany, we can't. Um, find the areas where the CTU uh, voters uh, live mm -hmm. so uh, accurate like in the US. Yeah. Sure. So could you speak for a moment about some of the issues or do you have any stories um, that your constituents brought to you or that you learned at the door while canvassing that really inspire your work in the legislature? Do you have any stories of issues or problems that you've been able to successfully resolve? Um, or stories that really frustrated you and motivated you to try to do something to improve things for the better for, for your community. Mm. We had some, some stories of, from people uh, from the draws. They are very yeah, frustrating because um, they don't believe in politics anymore, some of, some of the people. It's, it was really hard to motivate them to go to, 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 elect, to an election. Uh, but I think um, they are really happy to to see some of the younger people. They want to to bring things forward, not the the people they are already in offices for twenty years or something. Mm -hmm. Why do you suppose they have this apathy? Why do you think these voters aren't interested in voting? Why do you think they don't have a positive association with politics? Mm, because sometimes uh, politics are very is a very slow process uh, and I think people don't believe anymore in politics because some decisions uh, yeah, are running over five years or ten years and they don't believe that they have a, a, yeah, some... Yeah. They believe there's no way to impact the process yeah. and no matter what they do or who they vote for, yeah. the outcome won't be changed at all. Yeah. Are they frustrated about particular elements of the status quo? Is there something that they want changed that just takes too long to change? No, I, I don't think so. This is a particular problem. This is a, a whole problem. Mm -hmm. yeah. They are frustrated about the situation. Because in Thuringia, we have a, a very good uh, um, development in the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of good new infrastructure. We have uh, good schools. We have... Um, the, uh, the employment uh, unemployment rate is uh, is going down for for twenty years, mm. so the the economy facts are really good. But um, would you say that any of those positive things are directly attributable to actions taken in Elantag or the city council? Yeah, I think so. I think so. The city council makes decisions for the city for for the development of the university of our economy areas uh, of the infrastructure. Uh, and the state level makes uh, decisions for the for the infrastructure, for the schools, uh, for for all the economy things. But I think the the people are frustrated, uh, even if we have this good uh, development. Yeah. Really? Sometimes, yeah, because they they yeah. 
So they have great infrastructure, great schools, a yep. great economy, low unemployment, mm-hmm. and they're unhappy. Yeah. Because they feel like the political process is not responsive to them. Yeah. But they don't have any particular enumerated concerns that they would like to be redressed by their elected officials. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's perplexing. Yeah. It's very confusing sometimes. Yeah. What are, what are the typical reactions you get when you're knocking on your voters' doors? Yeah, at the moment, it's, it's very uh, uh, um, yeah, different from door to door. So at the moment, we can say, I think for the, for the election for the Bundestag, we have um, a good mood by the most of the, 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 the voters on the door. The CDU is um, yeah, on, a, on a good position for the run mm-hmm. in, the, in the fall. But some doors, some, some people are very frustrated and we can't get them back. I think uh, it's really complicated. And this is maybe one of the reasons because uh, the, the, uh, why the, the, the new uh, right-wing party, the AfD, is uh, rising up. Because we have, we, we have uh, alternative for Germany. Uh, it's a new party and it's one of the new parties in Germany. Uh, and they are collecting the frustrated people in Germany. They don't see a chance to get involved in the, in the good economy progress we have already. Hmm. So what are you doing to expand economic opportunities to more people or to what would you attribute the low unemployment rate yeah we have uh, um, some um, yeah so so there's economic prosperity here yeah. but you still feel like some people are being left behind yeah yeah I think so because uh, yeah it's difficult to to help these people I think the 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 basic thing uh, thing is to get them a knowledge and to get get them a good education and mm-hmm. uh, to bring them over this way into um yeah into jobs yeah. This, is, this is one of the main things if you have a good job a well paid job you are not so uh, frustrated you can't be so frustrated anymore yeah. sure so you think some people just feel stymied in their ability to advance economically and that they're yeah. not happy in their jobs. They're yeah. underemployed in Thuringia? Or yeah. they're not unemployed. Would you say do would you say anyone has given up looking for a job and they're just not even considered unemployed anymore? Or do you say that they're employed but maybe they're working part time at McDonalds yeah. when they'd really like to be working uh, in a steel mill or something? I think uh, even twenty five years uh, after the the um, the reunification yeah. of Germany. We have in Thuringia um, an other salary level than in other states of, uh, of Germany. Interesting. So, Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So currently, we're sitting in the former German Democratic Republic, GDR, which mm-hmm. was behind the Iron Curtain as opposed to the mm-hmm. Federal Republic of Germany, which was West Germany. So we're sitting in former East Germany right now. Uh, a few, I guess, 25 years after reunification in 1991, I believe. Um, so 1990. 1990. So I, what is the legacy of the Cold War, of a divided Germany? Are you saying that salaries are still depressed in the eastern part of Germany compared to the western, mm. and there may be different qualities of life and standards of living? Um, is there any competition between the two countries? Is there any nostalgia for the GDR? Mm. Before, what are you seeing here as a legacy of your latter half of the 20th century division uh, into two countries in Germany. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 30 years ago, um, uh, when the, the time of the GER uh, comes to an end, 
the, 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 the area of the GDR was um, in a very bad shape. Mm -hmm. uh, the economy was in a very bad shape. Uh, the politicians at this time have had to do a lot of things to bring um, the former GDR states in, um, in a situation that I can uh, make a competition with other uh, German states. So we have, after now, after 30 years, we, I think we make a good, or the politicians made a good job to bring Thuringia in a, in a, in a good position in this race between the, the states in, uh, in, in Germany. But uh, even now we have some, uh, some differences between uh, our states in, in Germany. Sure. So the salary is, uh, I think, 20% or yeah, yeah, maybe 20% um, uh, higher in other states of, uh, of Germany than in Thuringia because um, yeah, our, our economy is not so strong mm -hmm. than other states. We don't have so, so much big companies. We have, we have more small companies than in other states of, of Germany. So if you'd allow me to elaborate on a logical syllogism, because I think I'm seeing some historical analogies here. Mm. It seems like West Germany's reunification with East Germany, which was really an absorption of East Germany into the West German framework, mm. seems to have been followed by a similar situation where Germany as a whole is having to integrate other EU nations that are less financially mm. well off. Uh, and then kind of unify with them and help lift them up economically. And then the entire European Union today is having to lift up uh, poor immigrants, predominantly from the Middle East and North Africa. Mm. So have, do you see any similarity? Does that syllogism ring true to you? Does it, does it, would you say there are any differences or lessons learned in West Germany's attempt to mm. uh, rise up the standard of living for East Germany, Germany as a whole attempting to rise up the standard of women in Romania, mm. in Poland, and other Eastern Bloc countries, and then today's EU crisis with, with uh, the immigrant population and mm. trying to integrate them into your current societies. Do you see any similarities there, and, and are you applying any lessons you learned in those previous integration mm. experiences into today's challenges? I think there is a big difference uh, uh, between the things, uh, because... Um, Germany, uh, the reunification of Germany is, uh, brings some parts together, they are belonging together. It's, um, yeah, we are, the, the east parts of Germany were become to a an, to an whole state. Yeah. So we have some differences to, to the EU level because the um, former eastern part of Germany Becomes opportunities and chances, and because of the strange, uh, the strong of, uh, of of Germany, and I think the um, states like like Greece or something like this are, have a uh, very different um, kind of economy in um, combination to to Germany. So you can't compare it. Yeah, really. I hmm. think. Are, are you finding any of these issues? Do you, is immigration or various issues facing the European Union, is that something that's affecting your constituency? Or are you pretty well insulated in the green heart of Germany, as Thuringia is known? No, the, the refugee crisis influences um, all of Germany, all states of, uh, of Germany. Mm -hmm. um, in Thuringia, we had um, in the last two years, um, I think... 
10.000 or 15.000 um, refugees uh, in comparison to, to other states. This is not so much, uh, but uh, we are a small state and this was a very tough job to integrate these people in, in our state. Is it straining your social safety net? Uh, no, this is, yeah, there are not so many people yeah, mm -hmm. that are, um, yeah, bring our social safety in, in, in danger. But um, it's, it's a tough job to integrate these people in our, in our society. Are they paying taxes? No, no. They're not paying taxes? No. The most, of them, the most of them get money from the, from the state or from the yeah, federal level. So they're recipients mm. of welfare, but they're not contributing to the system? No, not, not at the moment. We want to bring these people, uh, by these people we... They, some of them were contributing to the Syrian economy a few years ago. Are yeah. there doctors and lawyers and other people who immigrated? Yeah, the, the, but the, the quote of people they are higher educated is not so so high. So they're mostly low, yeah. poorly educated individuals. Yeah. And we, the, the toughest job is to, to bring these people into work, I think. Mm -hmm. We have to educate them, to, we have to, to, uh, to bring them um, knowledge about our language. This yeah. is the, the most important fact, uh, I think, to, to learn German is for, for them the most important fact to get into work to get into uh, higher education levels mm -hmm. and this is one of the yeah, toughest things we have to do now. Now the CDU is a center-right party historically, somewhat more conservative than other parties mm -hmm. like uh, SPD or the, mm -hmm. um, or the leftist party. So being center-right and in light of a different demographic profile of these individuals, being predominantly of Muslim uh, faith mm. as opposed to a predominantly Christian faith uh, community in Thuringia, uh, having um, different, I guess, uh, cultural norms um, uh, from, from dress uh, and headscarves mm. to different, different, I guess, cultural things. Is it difficult? Are there elements of the party who are having difficulty integrating these individuals? Do these immigrants even want to integrate? Uh, how does how do the different political parties in Thuringia respond to this influx of people who aren't German? Uh, mm -hmm. Are you is it changing what it means to be German? Is it changing the German identity, uh, or is it more that you're trying to integrate them into what has been historically German? Hmm. So uh, the differences between the parties are, um, I, yeah, are strong. I think the, the CDU for the CDU it was um, yeah tougher. To, to accept uh, the, the refugees, I think, than um, the Green Party or the Left Party. They are more open to, to refugees than um, maybe the CDU is. Um, but my wish is that we uh, integrate these people in our uh, society uh, with um, the rules uh, of our society. So the, the people that come to us have to accept the rules we have already, I think. Have you met any of these individuals? Yeah, we have uh, some some network in uh, in my hometown in Ilmenau, mm -hmm. uh, where we support these uh, refugees. And I'm uh, I was by by meetings of this network and um, spent some uh, some some gifts for them and some money yeah, to help How them. Did, did that impact your perspective at all? And and yeah, it was it was uh, interesting to see the differences uh, between the refugees already. We have some refugees from from Syria. We have some refugees from uh, from the Balkan area, from uh, yeah the east part of Europe. 
um, and we have refugees from Afghanistan or North Africa. And you can't compare uh, this uh, different parts of refugees with another because they have all different cultural backgrounds. Mm -hmm. It's very complicated um, to compare it with another. So I think that the most important uh, thing is that they have to accept the, the rules in our community to live together here. Mm-hmm. So as we approach the end of this podcast, I'd like to ask you a final two-part question, which is to reflect upon your years in public service, both on the city council in Illuminau and here in the Landtag in Erfurt, and speak about why it is you've been motivated to serve uh, through elected office or in the CDU local party mm-hmm. establishment, and what you hope will be the impact of the work that you've been doing. Oh, I'm uh, very motivated to, to be uh, part in, uh, in the society for the next years in, in uh, different jobs in the parliament here or in the city council because I think it's very important to bring the, the, the different um, yeah, meanings and opinions of the, um, the people in my district to Erfurt, to uh, the uh, administration, to the government, to influence the things I can influence in my district to bring it to economy strange and to a good well-being community for the future, I think. All right, and that has been uh, Andreas Buhl, a state parliamentarian in Thuringia in central Germany, uh, city councilman at Illuminau, uh, a chairman of the CDU party in Illuminau uh, and a speaker uh, in the Landtag on tourism and youth politics who speaks about a variety of issues facing his constituency from uh, more secure and stable funding streams to his technical university to uh, addressing voter apathy and attempting to integrate, bring more people into uh, the political engagement through door-to-door direct voter outreach. Um, And then uh, he speaks about a history, a historical legacy from the GDR uh, and his attempts to, I guess, and the impact that that legacy has on voters who who still see other other peers and other parts of the nation uh, doing a bit better uh, than they are. And, And so balancing all these very many different elements of society as he seeks to represent uh, his district in Illuminau uh, is certainly challenging, but representing it in, in two different legislatures and two levels of government uh, and working to uh, from refugee crisis to a variety of different issues, uh, it's clear that uh, Andreas is seeking to advance the public interest uh, as best he can, even though uh, often what the legislative process is indeed a slow one. So Andreas, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. This has been another episode of Public Interest Podcast with your host, Jordan Cooper, where we interview politicians, activists, advocates, and others who seek to improve the state of the world. I'll remind you to subscribe on publicinterestpodcast.com and on iTunes, leave a review of this podcast on iTunes, and listen on Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox, Blueberry, Player FM, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Should you wish to comment on this episode, you're welcome to leave a voicemail at 240-630-0380. And the first three minutes of that voicemail may be played in future episodes of Public Interest Podcast. Should you wish to support the podcast, you're welcome to leave a contribution in an amount that you feel comfortable with at publicinterestpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.